This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good evening, you're with Lee Chui Lin and Sharmila Ganesan. First up this hour, an update on potholes. As five days into the new year, there have already been two deaths from pothole-related accidents. And then we hear from uh, the latest in markets and business on our market wrap. And of course, you can join the conversation. Talk back. Call us, 7733 WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. All this coming your way on the evening edition. It's 5.06 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And as mentioned, we are looking at an update of sorts on a story that we covered last week, actually, which was about uh, which was about potholes and when they get fixed and when they take a very long time to get fixed. And we wanted to follow up on that because since then, there have been two deaths related to potholes in the new year. Yes, um, and that's just, uh, let's not forget that's just five days since the year began. Mm. Uh, so on Sunday, Ho Yan Fi was riding his motorcycle to Mid Valley from Taman Konot at about 7.30am when his motorcycle went over um, a waterlogged cavity and he was thrown off his bike for about 30 metres. So Ho died from his injuries at the scene. According to DBKL, the pothole had been repaired nine times in the space of four months um, and Ho's death was classified under Section 411 of, road, of the Road Transport Act for causing death by reckless or dangerous driving. Um, um, and sources did tell NST that there was a water source running beneath the road and that investigations were also being done to check whether an adjacent slope was responsible for the incident. Yeah, so I think that um, there are a few things that we're actually going to be touching on in this hour, right? So firstly, uh, that point that you just raised about how the pothole had been repaired nine times mm. in the space of four months, I think there is a question there about why it is that these potholes are recurring if they're being fixed so often, because that's a waste, right? I mean, it's it's endangering people, it's a waste of resources, it's a waste of time, frankly, if you're going to be sending people out to fix potholes so frequently that then just recur and recur um, clearly very dangerously. So that's one element of it. Um, and we also, I think later on, we're going to talk about this suggestion that has come from Iskandar Putri MP Lim Kit Siang for the government to offer to pay ex-Gratia to families of motorists who are killed after falling into potholes. Because I think there is that subsequent question of, okay, fine, so this, this has happened. Um, how then are we going to hold authorities responsible for this and you know how is it that authorities are going to signify that this is something that they take seriously because they tweeted their condolences the public works department did but mm -hmm. I, I, I mean I don't know I, that that was one death one death is already too many there have been others yeah um, so on Monday a 31 year old grab food delivery rider uh, died instantly after his motorcycle hit a pothole on Jalan PJU 7 stroke 2 uh, this is in Mutiara Damansara in Selangor uh, and this is of course happening uh, less than a week after the science and science technology and innovation minister Kari Jamaluddin was injured when he was thrown off his bicycle in Banting due to a pothole so really um, I am noticing that since that happened and since the speed at which they responded to just um, uh, Kyrie's incident, uh, there have been a, a spate of people reporting all of these uh, common man incidents when it comes to potholes. Um, and, and, you know, just out of these two examples, it, it clearly isn't a good situation. 
No. So this hour, uh, like we said, we're going to first be addressing why is it that these potholes recur? You know, is there a better solution that we could be looking for in terms of preventing them, you know, fixing our roads in such a way that we don't have these sorts of dangerous incidents and in a way that we're not wasting resources by apparently just sort of patching it up and hoping for the best. We are also going to be looking at um, that suggestion from Lim Kit Siang for the government to pay ex gratia to the families, to victims of um, people who have been killed after falling into potholes. And we want to know, do you think this is a good idea. Is this actually going to address the issue? What else do you think needs to be done to have potholes addressed more quickly, more seriously? You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. You can WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now is Professor Dr. Ahmad Farhan Mohamed Sadullah, who is the Professor of Transport Engineering at USM. Um, Prof, it's always good to have you with us. All right, thank you. So, um, Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year to you, yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to start with uh, the that point about one of the damaged roads, according to DBKL, had actually been repaired nine times. Um, what are the factors that lead to potholes recurring once they've been repaired? Okay. There, are, there, there may be several problems. One, of, The most obvious one is workmanship. Uh, so I think, um, I'm not sure... Um, whether the repair of the pothole actually uh, has been done properly in terms of uh, ensuring the structural integrity of the pavement. Uh, so that one is something that should not happen. It, it should not be a problem because uh, supervision must be done and there must be uh, a sign-off uh, procedure on behalf of the road authority uh, before payment is being made, for example. Okay, so, but that is still a possibility because I do see some shoddy work uh, in terms of uh, workmanship. Um, some somehow uh, some places may have even foundation issues. Um, uh, this is under the pavement, you know, because roads are being constructed in layers. So uh, sometimes um, uh, when when you do not address the root of the problem, uh, so the, the you know the new the, the new cover will will just uh, uh, disintegrate because the pavement problem or the sub pavement problem has not been resolved. Uh, but these are the engineering side, which I think uh, should be investigated further. Uh, but there is another culprit. Uh, the, the, the bigger culprit is actually overloading of vehicles that go through these holes. So maybe uh, in places where uh, such occurrence, uh, such situation recur, uh, we must also look into what type of vehicle go through the, that stretch of the road. Um, and overloading is quite rampant in the country of heavy good vehicles. And, and overloading in Malaysia from studies that have been done uh, uh, can be very can be very serious, yeah? uh, up to more than twice or three times the limit uh, per axle. Uh, so when overloading happens, so uh, I mean the, the structure of the road will not be able to cope, and and of course with the weather, uh, with uh, possibility of poor workmanship. Uh, the pothole will just recur. So that's that's my take, and this is usually what happened on the road. 
So in the case of this recurring pothole in Chiraz, which um, recently caused an accident and a subsequent death, you know, sources say that a water source running underneath the road and an adjacent slope might have been the reasons why this pothole kept reappearing. Do you think that might be the case? Yeah, this is what I caught by the sub foundation uh, issues. So uh, 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 the engineer must actually look at the subsurface uh, because whatever happened on the subsurface will just uh, disintegrate the top layer. Uh, so um, as I said, engineering-wise, they should investigate and look at the whole segment. Uh, you cannot just be tackling the pothole because uh, the pothole is is the what they call it is the is the place that shows that there is a bigger problem. Uh, down there, so I think uh, a good engineer would would actually investigate further if it keeps uh, recurring because there's no point in in covering the pothole. So uh, they they need to treat the whole segment. So so those, those are the three things that that are possibly the the, the more the you know the practical reason why uh, pothole problems uh, in, uh, this integration of potholes keep recurring. Now. Uh, but there are other issues, of course. Uh, how 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 from do they act upon it? Can involve other issues like procurement, decision making, funding, and so on, which is again part of the whole experience. Uh, because as road user, uh, we want it to be solved. So I think uh, if the the owner of the road must find ways to ensure that our our travelling are. Uh, 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 free from any risk, uh, and and uh, to me as an engineer myself, uh, it can it's not acceptable for an engineering product that should be engineered to ensure safety of the users. Um, Prof, perhaps you could also tell us, I mean, what is the proper process then? I, I know that we've asked you this before, especially when it comes to, um, you know, keeping our roads as safe as possible or as, as durable mm. as possible. But from your point mm. of view and, and as an engineer, right, what mm. should we be doing really, you know, from start to end when it comes to addressing yeah. this problem? Okay, first, first of all, the design of the road must be properly done, meaning you must understand the sub the subsurface or the subsoil Situation because uh, from understanding the the foundation, you will then choose the right design for that segment, that road segment. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, having done that, the construction must be done properly, and of course, there's wear and tear from use. Uh, so the wear and tear from use uh, varies according to the loading that is being exerted on the pavement. This is where overloading problems come in. Of course, when you talk about overloading, it requires enforcement, it requires change of attitude, and so on. Uh, so that that needs to be checked uh, because uh, the more uh, vehicles that overload, uh, the shorter the lifespan of our infrastructure, which is not good for the country. It's going to cost all of us. So in order to ensure that potholes do not recur as frequent uh, as we are seeing in the country, that is, is the monitoring side, you know, the monitoring side. So this is what we are trying, even under road safety, we are trying to uh, push the agenda to ensure that our roads are always safe and forgiving. And uh, in order to do so, uh, there must be a monitoring mechanism or a monitoring SOP. Uh, and this should be done. Uh, and in fact, 
we we have ma- we have ways to uh, make sure that uh, every kilometer of our road are being inspected regularly to ensure that any form of deterioration are being addressed uh, promptly. Uh, but this is a change in culture. We need to change the culture of uh, uh, responding to potholes to being proactive and uh, preempting deterioration of infrastructure. So I think this is uh, a big thing to do, but it's something that can be done. Uh, and to me, it's a standard uh, operating procedure issue that uh, I am calling for all road authorities to, to start uh, practicing in the country. So we do have a question here on WhatsApp from Yap, who mm. wants to know, uh, what about corruption where the material used is substandard compared to the budget that's been allocated for these repairs? Mm. Well, this, this is what I call, uh, this is uh, under the workmanship uh, issues. So uh, it's all on how you exercise the, the, the procurement and the execution of the, the, uh, the service. Uh, to me, there must be a quality check and, and the road authority representative must be there to ensure that job is being done according to the spec before payment is being made. Uh, uh, so, uh, but, but again, uh, I, I do not know the current practice of uh, procurement for uh, pothole management or road surface management. Uh, whether it is uh, it, it, well, JKR used to have uh, the uh, privatization of roads, so I think it is part and parcel of the uh, responsibility of the company that has been given uh, the contract. Uh, but that is only for federal roads under JKR. Uh, I'm not sure about local authority roads whether they have uh, they have similar um, uh, procedures. But again, uh, to avoid uh, uh, these corruption issues, uh, it's, it's all about ensuring uh, the service provider provides the service according to the spec, which is satis- you know, which is uh, satisfied uh, uh, workmanship that ensure uh, the pothole remains. Uh, uh, sorry, the, the pothole is being repaired and the cover remains uh, as expected, you know. So, so the, the, it, it is, it, it's all about um, how do you ensure that work is being done properly, uh, which also includes uh, the quality of the material and so on, because there are ways to ensure that the, the spec is being followed and there's no hanky-panky uh, happening on the ground. So we also okay. have an, a, another question on WhatsApp yeah. from Adi, who wants to know, how can the public help to raise the matter to the right authorities? Who are they? You know, what is the process for the public to highlight so that the right authorities can then take action? Okay, uh, it's interesting. See, the thing is, uh, in Malaysia, uh, there are so many road authorities and it's confusing. You know, uh, I myself, as a road engineer, uh, sometimes do not know this road belongs to whom. So I think that that needs to be improved. Uh, the owner of the road must be known. Uh, when when public knows the owner of the road, then comes in accountability and responsibility. So now basically we do not really know the owner of the road uh, because we have so many types of road. We have federal road, we have state road, we have local authority road, and different local authority have a different scheme. Uh, 
Uh, sometimes roads in the taman are, are not under, you know, are under the local authority. So, so when when we do not know who the owners are, so again, um, um, responsibility, accountability is not checked. So I think that's the first thing we can do. Uh, a public must know. In fact, in, in any map, we can we can always designate that this road is under whom. Uh, we only know this for highways and expressways because it's clearly demarcated. You know, this is the uh, this is road under uh, this is the border of the road under plus under whoever that is the concessionaire. But for other types of road, it's a bit blurry. So to me, if that can be done, then uh, we can help the authority by uh, forwarding the complaints or this the situation that we see. It can become their eyes as well. Uh, so uh, that can also help in the information uh, and, and in the uh, what do you call it in the uh, process of identifying where there, there are problems. Then, of course, the procedure of repairing, procurement, and ensuring the quality of work comes in. You know, so so that 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 to me uh, will help uh, hopefully. Prof, I'm just wondering, um, are there systems of uh, road maintenance, uh, you know, channels of complaint and accountability that we can look to from other countries, you know, that we can look at as ways that can be implemented here? Okay. It's up to the road authority, actually. Um, so um, I think it can be easily done. Uh, we at Penang, we have tried, actually. We, in Penang, we, uh, we had an app actually for public transport. But that apps also allow for complaints to be made on anything that they see requiring attention by the MBPP. This, this was a project with Majid Madari Propinam. Uh, so that apps was available, but again, uh, in, in many instances, we don't take it seriously. You know, when people make complaints, uh, is there a follow-up? Is there, a, is there a, a you know a, a, a progress report? Do the do the complainant get uh, um, uh, the uh, the you know updated uh, uh, reaction uh, response to their to their complaint? You know that doesn't happen, and and, and usually that fails. The, the idea was great. We had an enabler, but then the operational side uh, doesn't follow through. So, so usually this is the, the situation, you know. So um, it's not about not having the avenue, but it's about seriousness in in making sure uh, you close the loop. Uh, this is what we call the closing of the loop must happen. And at the end of the day, the outcome is that people feel satisfied. Whatever that they are complaining is taken action upon and everybody can see that uh, things are... Uh, working, you know. Uh, so I, I do hope local authorities uh, uh, take this as a challenge and perhaps uh, as a New Year resolution, uh, we can have a zero pothole policy everywhere, which uh, need to go from just a, a, a brand and a mantra to actual um, outcome and um, uh, acknowledged by uh, all road users. Prof Han, thank you so much for speaking with us this evening. Okay, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much. That was Professor Dr. Ahmad Farhan Mohamed Sadullah, who is a Professor of Transport Engineering at USM, talking about how it is that we could be 
doing a number of different things. I think just building better roads, but also maintaining them, right? And fixing the pothole situation that we find ourselves in. Um, I just wanted to touch on uh, the zero pothole campaign that Prof mentioned right at the end of the interview, because um, the Works Ministry have said that they're going to conduct pothole repairs within 24 hours of discovery. That's what that campaign's in reference to. Uh, yeah, and I think, um, you know, if it was, as he said, uh, it is a good resolution to have and it was actually introduced, well, reintroduced last year in July, um, I think 2021 might be a great time to revisit that resolution, right? Um, they did say, according to that campaign, that um, they would repair, they would make permanent repairs um, up in, I think, uh, a maximum of three days time. And that's in the federal road maintenance contract. So, yeah, time for a re resolution, perhaps. Yes, because I think that sounds great. I mm -hmm. don't know, however, if that has uh, necessarily been my experience or the experience of drivers on the road who take the same road to and from work and therefore pass the same potholes. You oh, know, yeah, to um, the point where you know your route and you can avoid them because you've memorised where they are. So it doesn't seem to me that those are getting fixed is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, we are also going to be talking after this about a suggestion that came by way of uh, Iskandar Putri MP Lim Kit Siang for the government to pay ex gratia to families of victims um, who passed away or had accidents because of potholes. So we want to talk about whether that's viable, what it actually means, and for that matter, whether it would actually work in terms of deterring or spurring on, right, more action surrounding this. Let us know what you think. Let us know what your experiences have been. You can call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp, 018-789-8899, and tweet us at PFM Radio. After the 5.30 news, we're going to have our market wrap, and then we'll be joined uh, by lawyer Richard Wee to continue this conversation. So keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM. 89.9. It's 5.47. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And we're continuing our conversation now about potholes and uh, what it's going to take to just have them fixed in a more meaningful way um, to no longer have the, the, the kinds of tragic accidents that we've been hearing so much about recently. And uh, we've been asking you for your thoughts. And here are some of the messages that have come in. So um, over on WhatsApp, we have, um, well, we have Patrick saying the nine times pothole repair is likely um, silly people are not getting to the root of the problem. Uh, and then we also have Dennis on WhatsApp, uh, who says it is fortunate. Uh, no, he says, firstly, we must understand that this is the monsoon season. And due to the incessant heavy rains, roads, uh, the pavements tend to have heavy washing away of gravel and tar. And this makes small holes become bigger and bigger holes become potholes. So as an older citizen, we should advise um, our people to be cautious in using these kinds of roads and uh, must not act recklessly or drive too fast. Notwithstanding just being careful, the authorities must make it a point to be more attentive and to patch it up as much as possible. Um, he says he shares the view with the professor um, uh, as well as... Um, Politicians and uh, that politicians, the authorities, and contractors must not be distracted by greed, um, because this jeopardizes people's lives. Yeah, I think that was in reference to a question that we received earlier from Yap, right, which was about corruption and how that factors into road patches. Um, but yeah, keep those thoughts coming. You can call us at double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at PFM Radio because now um, we are going to be continuing this 
conversation by looking at the legal side of things. Um, and this is coming as a suggestion from a suggestion from Lim Kitsiang for the government to pay ex gratia to families of pothole victims. So again, let us know. Do you think this is a good idea? In the meantime, we have lawyer Richard Wee on the line with us. Richard, thank you so much for joining us. Um, let's talk about the term ex gratia. Uh, can you help explain what it actually means? For the ex gratia uh, payment, uh, encompasses uh, payment for goodwill. So basically, uh, I... I I believe you that you suffered something and I'm compensating you. So it's actually some sort of a, uh, a compensation on goodwill. I think, of course, um, any attempt to compensate any uh, people who have suffered some sort of injury uh, due to the um, uh, either misfeasance or omission or negligence of an authority is welcomed personally for me. Uh, numerous times, my my rims, my tire rims, and my tire has either been damaged by potholes. So this is a nice idea, and I think so. In terms of concept, uh, what YB Lim is uh, suggesting is uh, is is a noble idea. It's something which uh, uh, can be explored. So, does the practice of goodwill goodwill compensation um, exist when it comes to poor road conditions? Is it something that's been done before? Uh, off the cuff around the world, I, I've not heard of it. Of course, I, I'm speaking to you, uh, admittedly, without a proper due diligence and forensic yet. And in Malaysia, of course, um, I've not heard of it. Uh, but we have had funds out there for created by the authorities, uh, by the government, where people can seek compensation uh, for certain wrongdoing. So the concept of paying compensation is not new. But the concept of paying compensation for potholes, now that is quite novel and interesting. So theoretically then, if we were to pursue the idea, who would the families of victims be seeking compensation from? Being a, 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 a member of the Malaysian Bar, uh, I, I draw some experience from the uh, current uh, YBGK, which is the uh, Yayasan Bantuan Guaman Kebangsaan. It's a legal aid fund. Uh, created by the government, where the government they they pay lawyers uh, a reasonable uh, amount for the lawyers to carry out uh, pro bono work, so-called pro bono work, legal aid work for uh, people in uh, financial dire straits. So uh, that fund is of course managed by the attorney general, and uh, and there is a certain officer and director running it and managing it. So if we can draw experience for that kind of fund, and that's not a the only fund, and many other funds like that. Uh, maybe the Malaysian government, if they do create such a fund, uh, can uh, appoint uh, authorities like uh, Jabatan Kerjaraya, the Ministry for Works, or even uh, the Prime Minister's Department itself, you know, may have their own uh, department dealing with this, where people can then submit their, their losses, evidence of their losses, and uh, certain reasonable compensation can be paid out. So it, there is history in Malaysia on that. And I, I would uh, kind of uh, draw my experience from that to apply here. So, you know, if um, this sort of goodwill type of compensation isn't being practiced at the moment, are there other legal avenues for victims or families of victims to seek restitution? Um, firstly, if, if let's say a person suffers an injury or Worse, you know, a family member 
passes away due to an accident on a pothole, then the avenue is to seek uh, a legal redress in court. And because most roads are public roads, of course, there are some private roads, but most roads are public roads. So you need to sue the public authority. Uh, then there's this Act of Parliament called the Public Authority Protection Act that you need to make reference to that Act of Parliament uh, before you file a suit. So that, that can be done. You, you file a suit, you seek compensation, probably take you uh, anything between six months to two years to win your case and get some sort of compensation. Uh, but putting that aside, if you have this kind of uh, uh, funding, my view is that the floodgates may open. Uh, there must be uh, effective and sufficient and identifiable uh, safeguards before we allow any any Malaysian to simply apply for money for this kind of uh, damages. You know, because in, in short, they, they may be fraud if you are not careful. Uh, so there must be a clear, identifiable uh, evidences which will then persuade people who are managing the fund assuming, of course, if the fund is ever created, to then uh, release the funds to the victims. Because we don't want some fake victim to go there and uh, apply for money. Right. So how would you then, I guess, go about proving something like this? It does sound a little bit tricky. It does. You're right. Yeah. But uh, from a legal point of view, uh, evidence is crucial. And I think uh, off the cuff, I would say that there must be clear evidence of an accident uh, either by way of a photograph, a police report, uh, some sort of a, um, evidence of identified injury uh, that this person genuinely and truly did drove into a pothole, rode into a pothole and fell down and suffered injury one, two, three. Uh, so this evidence must be there. Medical report is important. What are the issues and evidences which will then trigger the payment. That must be identified. And our government is, is filled with many people who are experts in this kind of area. Uh, the Attorney General's office, for example, there are many uh, intelligent and brilliant officers that I'm sure they can figure out a process. They need to do a, a, a prescription to prescribe a way we can claim the money. And it will be all over down to evidence. You know, Richard, the issue of potholes has been receiving a lot of press attention lately. It sort of started last week with YB Kairi Jamaluddin's accident. Uh, but of course, now, just in the in the last five days, there have been the unfortunate deaths of two motorcyclists. Uh, do you think that public pre- pressure could lead to the government giving some form of compensation? Well, um, number one, I want to first record my uh, condolences, uh, not just to these two families, but to all the many people who has been victim of the pothole. How many, I'm sure many of us drove through potholes, especially during the rain, unbeknown to us that the uh, murky water has a huge hole below it. And then bang, you go in your car, your bike, your lorry, you know, koya. And I'm, I'm, I hope uh, YB Kairi will recover soon. And I thank him for raising this awareness because of what happened to him. Um, but yes, I think the public pressure is a key factor in pressure, not, not just this, anything in Malaysia, public pressure is a key factor to push the government to do certain things. And maybe some sort of a compensatory uh, process can be done. But the other way thing to talk about is that other than paying someone to uh, who, who suffered injuries or unfortunately lost someone due to the pothole, I think the more important one is to cover the pothole. So I think there should be a task force 
to go around the country and cover the potholes all the time. Not just uh, GKR, but the local uh, authorities, the Dewan Bandaraya, the Majlis Perbandarans, the Majlis Daerah. Please do your work and cover the potholes. Please. That will be better. Richard, thank you so much for joining us today. That was lawyer Richard Wee talking us through the idea of a goodwill compensation for the families of victims of potholes. Um, earlier on in the hour, we also spoke to Professor Ahmed Farhan uh, Mamad Sadula, who is a professor of transport engineering at USM, to address well, not quite this issue, just how can we be doing better, right, in terms of preventing potholes from forming or fixing them in a more permanent fashion uh, once they do so that we can avoid these accidents. We would like to know, you know, uh, what have your experiences been like with this? Do you think um, a goodwill payment or I don't know, what else would work in order to get the authorities to take this more seriously. Um, we do have a message, I believe, that's come in. Yes. Um, so Belinda says, my daughter recently had a bad accident while riding a bicycle over a pothole. At that point, she was traumatized. And exactly what should one do when such incidences take place so that victims um, can uh, can keep the local council responsible? Um, and how do they, um, you know, how do they have proof if it's the council that's at fault or it's purely their own carelessness? Um, you know, and that's that's part of the complications of what Richard addressed earlier as well, right? Um, you know, in terms of getting someone to be accountable, um, especially in terms of the hard line of restitution, uh, it can become quite tricky to prove something. Yes, which Richard addressed. And, mm. and I don't think that we had any conclusive mm -hmm. answer on that because, of course, you can take the photos, you can record your injuries, but counter-arguments will be made. And, and I think that's what's very disquieting to most people when it's like, I should have a basic assumption that the roads on which I am riding, cycling, driving, that they are safe for my use. Um, I pay road tax. You know, I, I'm, <laughs> I, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to assume that. Um, we do also have just a quick one. The JKRDG should cycle around all of Malaysia. <laughs> that came through from Tan. Um, I agree. I think that this comes back to um, us saying things like the transport minister should take public transport. So let us know what you think. What else needs to be done to address this issue of potholes? You can call us double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my, bfm eighty nine point nine, the Business Station.